another podcast, another season. Would this be season four? Yes. By the way, it would. All right. So yes. we've been we've been <laughs> what, out of town for about three months. Three months. Yeah. Just got back just over a week ago, and most of us were working in different parts of the world. River went to Spain and the UK. You went to the UK just at the end. Uh, so that you don't like commit suicide after two and a half months in Dubai in the summer. Um, most of us were out and about. Mm-hmm. And one topic <clears throat> that we decided to talk about for various reasons, but one topic that seemed to get a lot of airtime in in the West and not so much over here is the whole topic of uh, what's being coined as the Great Resignation. Now, a few people are talking about it, especially people in the recruitment space in Dubai. We're starting to see people talk about it. But anytime I open the laptop, read anything online, I would always see the topic of the great resignation come up. Now, before we just assume that everyone knows what we're talking about, I think we should explain what it is. There is a new kind of wave of, um, I would say, Uh, resignations happening especially in the millennial and Gen Z kind of uh, I would say um, segments all over the world and for the first time in the history of humankind um, we've seen huge waves of people resign for the sole purpose of trying to reconstruct a more valuable life mm-hmm. and You know, I would say that resonates with me a lot, has resonated with me my entire career. I've always resigned on the whim of knowing that there was something better for me out there. But to see that it is a movement, and when you look at some of the statistics, within our generations, mm-hmm. so millennials and Gen Zs, we're more on the millennial side, um, It seems that somewhere in the, in, in the space of 30 to 40 percent of us have considered resigning in the last year to two years in search of a more balanced, valuable, purposeful life. Yep. Um, and I don't know how much of that kind of crosses over to the Middle East. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people that are resigning, mm-hmm. but not necessarily the hopes of jumping into a new role or new opportunity, but instead having time to reflect. I know a lot of people uh, who are taking actions to get to the point where they can take that resignation or have already resigned. Um, but yeah, in Canada and in the US, it seems to be a topic that is extremely hot and growing. I don't know if you felt the same thing when you went to the UK. Yeah. Yeah. In the UK, the um I think just before, well, just when I was over there, the I think one of the latest stats that came out was that there was for the the largest ever amount of open jobs, which had just crossed over one million. That's crazy. And um, yeah, in particular when I was there, just you know, when you're driving around, you know, particularly in a lot of the service sector roles, the amount of adverts for jobs always short staffed. You know, we can't take table bookings, or yeah. you know, we can't service We're this. The same problem, yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly the same issue. Um, Now, you speak to people over there, and there's a combination. You've kind of got this you know, view of, well, Brexit and this whole topic created some of that. So, you know, pre-pandemic. And then the acceleration of kind of that narrative of the Great Resignation, I think, has happened, you know, with the 
kind of with the pandemic itself. So, you know, that is that kind of the, the causation of it? I don't think it is. I think it's kind of like that kind of period in time, which has just accelerated people to do it. And also there was probably a, you know, if you think about kind of 2020, it was probably a point where, um, you know, stuff was kind of hunkered down as such, that everyone just hunkered down into their roles. So there's, you know, kind of as we get into 2021, outside of that pandemic, or we're kind of coming out the back end of it, um, there has now been like another, that kind of this influx of people saying, okay, I want more value in my life, I want my time to be better spent. You know, I'm done with the nine to five things. So that increase in in resignations has definitely hit the market at a point as the market started to open back up and, and more roles come in. So I guess employers are feeling it more now. Um, but, but I wonder like, what was, I mean, there's a whole series of reasons why all of this kind of snowballed, but one of the biggest kind of, I think, motivations is, you know, COVID as a new kind of reality that's here to stay, I would think for another year or two, has kind of accelerated a, a way of life, a lifestyle of a work from home culture mm. that has then kind of, I would say, been the catalyst for a bunch of changes in the way yeah. people kind of see their lives. So, for example, um, you might have loved your job <clears throat> and gone to work every day because you love the people you were around. And I'd like mm. to think even here at Duck Life, a lot of what motivates us is, is being, yep. you know, together, being a bunch of really cool people, um, culturally kind of aligned, values aligned people, and having a great time together, right? Mm. And I think a lot of people enjoy their jobs mainly because of the people they spend their days with. I mean, we mm. spent most of our waking hours at work, right? Yeah. And so in, in 24 hours, most of our time is at work. So when you spend it with people that you love and you have a good time with, you love your job. Yep. Now in a COVID world, you're home most of the time, most of the time isolated in a room physically by yourself, mm -hmm. plugged into a computer and basically only working yeah right so that social engagement is not there and then then you actually get exposed to your actual job technically what you're supposed to be doing and then you're reflecting on whether or not you enjoy it yeah. you actually like what you do and you're finally being confronted with that question yeah and to be frank this year is the year we decided to to make ends <laughs> with mm -hmm. the whole agency mm -hmm. work ourselves and try to create new opportunities for ourselves where we get to be the masters of our own kind of fate. And so even us as an organization, mm -hmm. because we all lived in our own little bubbles and spaces at home, yeah. we even came to the realization that being an agency maybe isn't what makes us happy, at least not alone. Maybe there's more that what, you know, more than what we kind of have in, in our ambitions. Right. And so I'm wondering, <clears throat> You know, with work from home being something that's here from stay, with remote work being something that's only going to get bigger and bigger and, and it's only going to be facilitated more and more, these questions are going to be there. Lots of people are going to be confronted with the question of do they like what they do? Yep. And the data is showing that most people, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's one big thing that people are realizing. And I think companies as a whole, Duck Life included organizations out there, when they think about their culture and their values and the kind of environment that they want to create, they have to realize that it, it's a lot more complicated and a lot more 
kind of cumbersome to do than back in the day. So if your culture wasn't super defined in the, mm. in the past, then you're really in a bad spot. If your culture was really well defined and you had a set of values that you lived by, but now everyone's at home, you have to think about how you can bring that home. And then what does remote or work from home work mean for you as a company and how can you make sure you preserve that? Yeah. And so I think that's a huge thing that's going to happen this year. I also think when I look at Canada, for example, something happened which, which was lifestyle has changed. People, even us, our spending has gone down tremendously because one of our biggest kind of activities travel is almost zero. Mm -hmm. only going to our home country to see our family but back in the day we travel like crazy travel budgets are at zero or spending is at zero and socializing is at zero mm -hmm. right so fmb spend um etc anything disposable cash wise is like it's still at zero now still at zero right we don't do much right we don't do much over the summer was canada not open but even in canada we weren't doing much mm -hmm. right it, it, socializing as a whole is not something that's yeah, back yeah. at full speed so people have all this disposable cash that they're not necessarily spending like they used to. And on top of that, in markets like in the West, I don't know if you had this in the UK, but the Canadian government had stimulus programs, mm. pay people to stay home. Yeah. So if you were in F&B and were earning less than 80% or 70% of what you were earning before, you had stimulus checks. So not only is your spending gone down, but your income has gone up. And so a lot of people just started saving and saving and saving and seeing this pile up and at a certain point asking themselves okay well i have all this money the future is not guaranteed we just wasted two years of our life on standby waiting for COVID to pass and now i have all this saving why the fuck am i working let me just go live my life let me go travel let me jump into an rv let me just reduce my spending 90 percent and just live a little figure out what it is i want to do while this thing blows over yeah so if i have this extra cash I'm not going to save it for a rainy day because apparently rainy days are now and let me just start living. And so, you know, I, I expect resignations to go up and up and up towards the end of this year, towards the beginning of next year. I do expect some sort of wave back into the workforce, but I think we're a long way away. And I think for organizations today, figuring out how to retain staff hmm. is a lot more complicated than it used to be. And your values and culture right now mean everything in, in terms of being able to retain people. I'm even for us as an organization, I'm, I'm fearful because I know all of us are now working remotely and working from different places and working from home all the time. Yeah. And so even when we downsized our office, we, we, we changed permanently a lot of what we do based on this new life. And I think it's going to have a huge impact on us as a business. Yeah, I think on the um, on the culture, there's so much to break down on what you just said. <laughs> on the culture Yeah, front, I went on a rant for like 10 minutes. That's what I told you about your 20-minute yeah, monologue. Yeah, I went rant. You can watch this on 2X Speedcast. <laughs> um, on the, um, yeah, on the culture front, I think that's a really good point. Culture-wise in the workplace, if you had a culture there previously, then how do you transition that? It's Very difficult, thing. yeah really difficult to do but also it's a different type of culture now so you know what do you value like culture gets thrown around in in many workplaces over the last kind of decade it's been thrown around as this this thing or what is your you know your culture within the workplace but you know people value that they have a value that they attribute to culture but then they also have a value that's attributed to 
kind of their value itself. So what is what is the value that they're bringing? So to add on top of the stuff that you're talking about when it comes to culture, if you even think about, you know, we talk about wages, wage growth. So wage growth has not kept in line with any form of inflation or any kind of like cost. So people have taken that time and stepped back and said, okay, well, the culture doesn't quite fit me as a person. The, the value in kind of, you know, currency that I get back doesn't fit with kind of what I deemed as value yeah. to myself. And therefore, this doesn't make sense to me anymore. So, you know, businesses or employers are gonna kind of have got to tackle this on two fronts. It's how do you satisfy kind of this value, this attribute to me? And then how do you satisfy this kind of different difference in what people perceive culture to be? So you have your set of cultural values, but then is it work from home? What do you do to socialize? Is there stuff in the office? What are the expectations? You know, being you know online at what times? Do you allow flexibility outside of geographies? You know, how how will this kind of piece together? I think you're right. It's it's really it's going to be really difficult to I think, kind of pinpoint. I think one other thing that I kind of wanted to kind of point to in terms of culture and values is the work from home and remote culture has brought in much more complexity to brands and companies because the distinguishable or lack of distinguishable distinguishable barriers between personal and professional mm-hmm. is eroded overnight. Yeah, completely. And so yeah. you're seeing you're seeing burnouts mm-hmm. more than ever, not because people are working longer hours, but because their anxiety levels are way higher than they used to be mm-hmm. because they're now mixing personal and professional and living in a super isolated world that is hyper connected, that is super unnatural. So social interaction is the lowest it's ever been. Yeah. Digital interactions and you know the ability to distinguish between personal and professional has eroded completely. Yeah. And that anxiety of the world that we live in, the COVID world, the lack of you know social engagements and the inability to disconnect, you know, professionally has has, has led to high anxiety, high stress, and 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 hence way more burnouts than we've seen. Even within our organization, I would say people feel tired, people feel burnt out, not because we're working like crazy, but because the lifestyle that we now live has driven us to have way more anxiety and stress than we used to. So I think, I mean, I think you're onto something on there. So on the, the burnout front, <clears throat> the expectations pre-COVID or pre-pandemic were way higher anyway. Yeah. Right. So pre-pandemic, we, you know, as a workforce, you people were overworked. You know, there was too much, um, too much office time. You know, the the pr- levels of productivity, the expectations were just continuously rising and rising. It was a right? very so performance-driven culture. Exactly. So burnout was inevitable. It was already there. There yeah. just wasn't the 100%. kind of the trigger yeah, yeah, yeah. that would then lead you to, you know, kind of like allow that to manifest as to what decisions you would you would actually take. And then when it comes to the um, when it comes to kind of the actions that people take off the back of that, you know, as an employee of a company, you then have that decision to make. Do I, you know, now that I've had the pandemic and now that I've changed my lifestyle, do I am I interested in going back to that nine to five or let's face it, nine to nine yeah. <laughs> like type cycle, or do I change? Do, you know, do I do I just you know throw that throw the towel in on that? And a lot of people Decided. are throwing the towel in. Yeah, exactly. But also because, 
you know, technology as as it is kind of creating tons of opportunity in the workplace is a is creating a ton of opportunity for individuals as well. Because brands are no longer just fighting with different brands for competition. As a brand, you're competing against every single individual who can now go and create for their for themselves. We spoke about this earlier, you know, yeah. whether it's Substack for writers, copywriters being able to express themselves and earn a living through that. Whether it's kind of this new boom of NFTs for artists and creators, which is eventually going to kind of go mainstream over the next yeah. five, five, ten years. You know, brands are going to have to compete with individuals and individual level. It's no longer just competing with, you know, Apple versus Samsung. It's going to be every single person is their own brand, which it kind of already was, but it never really manifested that way. So if your theory is right with the great kind of this great resignation, if less people come back, if we don't get those levels back up, then it will be because more and more people are going individual in their journeys. Which kind of means that if you try to look forward five to 10 years, there is a, there is a theory that you could see a world where brands don't necessarily have huge kind of employee, yeah. employee bases and instead have a huge outsourced capability. Yeah. And the outsourced capability is, is one that is flexible. kind of this vagabond, mm-hmm. flexible, work from anywhere, work whenever you want, work when you need to, culture. And it makes right, total sense, right? What's your highest cost as a absolutely, business? people. Yeah. And what yeah. do you have to offer people? You have to give them, you know, what do they value? What, an environment? Yeah, sure, that's one thing. Salary? Yeah, that's another thing. Then there's health, care, there's pensions. Pensions, that was a failed experiment. That's Not really, for our generation, right? But, but that's really interesting, by the way. If, yeah. if you, sorry, if, if you go back, that means employer, employer brands, mm-hmm. like the attractiveness of, of working for companies is potentially never going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And it'll be the attractiveness of the challenge and the attached compensation to it. Yeah. And so you'll value real market value of skill and talent mm-hmm. rather than what your organization deems the value of a certain exactly. role or, 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 or specialization, which is amazing, yeah. <laughs> which means finally people will get paid what they're worth. And mm-hmm. hopefully that's on the upside, but it could be on the downside for, for because, because talent is now a pool of access to anybody. Globally. Globally. Anywhere, anytime. Yeah, yeah, and then, and in that future state, your people is no longer your biggest asset. No. Which is a good thing. Yeah, which means your biggest asset would be your ideas, your 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 solutions, mm-hmm. your this, your that, which you'll try to pool. Yeah. From public, which is incredible. It's an incredible, incredible means- thing when you think about how things could evolve from there. That's different exactly. ideas things wouldn't stagnate so much think about how much time you would save on something you know undoing silos politics in the office yeah and then how intellectual property will become the next yeah we have an idea no uh, but uh but yeah absolutely and i think i i just wonder i mean if we, if we go back to it i just wonder how much of that is gonna it's gonna really impact us over here right yeah you think about a city like Dubai, where ninety percent of the people that are here are here to work. Yep, right? are here um, based on creating their opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, how many people here can afford to resign? I think the dynamic is a little bit different here because you're only here legally 
allowed to be here if you are employed. It's tied, to, it's tied to your visa, right? Right. So I don't think that level of of of, of risk appetite mm. is as high, I think, than in Western societies. But, I mean, I'm seeing it. I'm hearing it. Mm. It's happening all around us, right? So people but, are resigning. People but a place like changing. here would evolve. Mm. Based on how the economy is set up here, a place like here would evolve to accommodate for that, to yeah. allow that hybrid and that innovation to come in. And it would probably be able to evolve faster than what Western societies would perhaps be used to. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. that's the idea. Potentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's really interesting how people's kind of time and, you know, value will shift and how how they will then use that time to kind of, you know, create for themselves. When it comes to the um you said the downside risk, you know, people earning less or, you know, taking less home, that's in theory right. If the if the economy would allow if the market the defla- doesn't value yeah, certain things and let it devalue. Let it devalue, but also yeah. allow the market. You know, if the economy was set up in a way that would allow it to deflate, because at the moment we live in a world where everything just keeps on going up, 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 up. We can't. It is, we're not sustained in that way. So if the kind of the economics of how people work and how people earn changes, then that dynamic would have to shift as well. Otherwise, you would create that. It would be a disaster for fifty percent of the population, which I guess many would argue it kind of is already today. I think it's really interesting. I think to wrap up, I think the topic, I think, is the great resignation a good thing? I would argue yes, because it puts people first. Right? Mm-hmm. It's basically allowing humankind to value the right things first. Does it show data, by the way, on the great resignation? It's millennials and Gen Zs, it's right? It's millennials and Gen Zs. Yeah. 30 to 40% of that population is considering or has resigned. Yeah. And for the sole purpose of trying to have a better lifestyle. And so it's a great thing that's happening, great movement that's happening. And I would also argue that if people are resigning from their jobs because they're not feeling the value or not feeling worthy or not feeling the purpose in what they're doing, then good. It's also good for the company because then yep. if, if that person isn't 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 in its in their right state of mind, I don't believe the productivity is gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. And then it pushes the organizations to kind of put values and culture to the forefront in order to retain people. Yeah. So shitty companies will continue to lose people like crazy. Yeah. Good companies will retain talent. Great companies will attract talent. Yeah. And 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 the best companies will adapt to a kind of outsourced kind of uh, you know market driven kind of talent pool rather than build a headcount internally in a fixed cost that is not sustainable in the long run. Yeah. So the great resignation is 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 it's amazing. I think it. It's amazing for people. The fact that it comes from like, the great, like, um, uh, what are you gonna say? In the nineteen, like, early nineteen hundreds, the great. I can't remember. This we can use Google in this whole thing. What was it called, man? Jesus. Um, let me see. I can't find it. Anyway, but there was a something that happened. It's um, I don't know. It's something it's, like the industrial revolution, but basically right, something. Okay. I think this could be a catalyst for for productivity, for growth, for for a, a renaissance to how organizations are built and how productivity is kind of measured and how happiness drives yeah. the new future state of the world. Right. I mean, it's the same. It's the same with anything, right? People that are going to succeed are the ones that can ad- adapt fastest. So if we look at kind of when we talk about. Freelance working, I've talked about freelance working, or you know, individuals kind of working for themselves. Freelance, anyone who's in a freelance gig is already kind of set up. They're already prepared better during the pandemic piece, anyway, working from home. 
you know, brands that can adjust to fit that new kind of, you know, how people view and value stuff. So their culture shift and how they operate are obviously going to succeed as well. There's going to be a lot of losers along the way, which is exactly right. Zombie companies, bad companies, you know, all of these should in theory go under. It's going to accelerate the inevitable, which is, which is fantastic. Which is, which should be a reboot. And it's going to, I don't want to say the great reset because no, no, you know that, that. That's, that's going yeah, on yeah, anyway. But, but it's happening like, anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, w- what I love about it is that it's actually going to serve our generations. And it's, theory, yeah. it's, um, it's actually there to kind of benefit our generation, which is, yeah. is, 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 is really amazing. And I'm, I, I can't wait to see what happens in our region, yeah. how it impacts our region. Uh, but I hope everyone is aware of the topic and the idea is to raise awareness on, on this topic. Mm-hmm. And hopefully everyone's going to kind of adjust and prepare. Yeah. Cool. Very good. Episode one. No resignations. No resignations. I can't resign. This is true. Yeah. Because it's too expensive to resign from DMCC. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening. (laughs) It's up and tight with that. (laughs) Talk to you later.